bit of, of our topic. We're talking about sexual abuse in mind of how we want to um, prevent it. I might be wondering why minors, because a lot of um, adults get abused. But you'll be surprised that more minors get abused. But you won't be surprised because it's, it really, it's, it's the fact. Much more minors, many more minors get abused. So Noni is ready. And we're going to have her join us now. She's a good friend of my sister. She moved on my life. Um, and she's a medical doctor. She's the medical director of um, Mamadou Buhari Police Hospital. Hi, Nonya. Looking beautiful. <laughs> How are you? How's your day?
they were helpless and you hear them say things like oh what will I do is not my fault I did my part I'm helping my children where did this child go to why why is he her you 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 know I heard lots of responses like that so I now knew that I don't things because they knew better they were doing it because they didn't know any better do you understand so it was a case of how do I advocate how do I teach how do I educate the children the girls themselves their parents the society at large and that's how I came up with the police rape victim project awesome. and then of course you can't really fight a battle when you don't have information one you can't push a course when you don't have data and that's when i commenced you know data collection for particularly cases of defilement and you you see i'm not really saying rape 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 rape, rape. I'm, I'm you know i'm really yes, just it's the, about the minors for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm passionate about people that are raped. I'm ready to help victims, ready to fight for victims and all that. But for minors, because I've heard people say the 16-year-old, oh, she she made moves at me. You see a 20-something-year-old boy or a 20-something-year-old boy having something and then he'll be like, oh, and the girl liked me. I'm like, this girl has no sin as regards sexual consent. She doesn't know what sex is as far as the law is concerned because she's a minor. And that's why they're minor. They are 18 years old. So they don't even know, in quotes, what sexual intercourse is. So you cannot tell me that a 16-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old liked you. She did have to no, that's not, I'm not even going to the younger ones. I'm still at the teenage level. Yeah. I've not even gone to the very, you know, younger ones. And if you're saying a 16-year-old liked you, what do you mean she liked you? So for that singular reason, I realized that we had a lot of work to do. So that's how I started. And then we realized another thing that in the course of um, data collection, about 70%, yes, about 70% of the people that sexually abused these people were within. Family. Neighbors. family. About 20, no, well, about 20 to 25% was more family. When I mean family, I mean fathers, mothers, brothers, brothers cousins, cousins, more first degree relatives. Then for your 70 to about 75% were like neighbors, drivers, babysitters, nannies, binders, you know, like external people. When we're talking about first degree relatives, you're having about 20 to 25%. Then you have the remaining 5%, 5 to 10% total stream. Yes. So and for people that I want you to stress that because there's a lot of um, stranger awareness. You know, when you train kids, you tell them about, you know, you know they are afraid of strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't accept speech from strangers. But you just said something that 10% of the abuse, um, those who perpetrate abuse are total strangers. While yes. up to 70% are people who are known to the minor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And then, just, you know, to also, just to explain to, you know, to those who don't know what it means to be a minor, who is a minor? And does a minor, can a minor consent? Just give us some 
that's what I said earlier. A minor has no power to consent as, lo- as long as the law is concerned. And a minor is someone that is below the age of 18 from neonatal age. When I mean neonatal, from the first 28 days of life, that's a new need. Then from the first one month to the first 12 months, those are infants. So from infancy to 18 years, there is no consent. There's no issue of giving you consent. Mm. Do you There's no. So when that goes, you know, you were dating, it doesn't arise in that in, in that context. It doesn't arise in that instance of minors. There's not. We don't have any business with minors giving consent. And then, okay, now we go below. We go lower to teenagers, to below teenagers, the very young ones. A minor between the ages or a minor that is an adolescent has heard what sexual intercourse is. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have minors that are three, mm. that are two, mm. that are one, that are mm. four. They don't know anything about, they don't, they've never even heard, like at least now, parents are beginning to speak to their children. But yeah. in the, at least as at 2015, 2016, when we started this fight, they had no idea. They didn't know what those parts of their body was. They just knew, oh, that's my bomb bomb, as we say. You know, that mm-hmm. they don't tell them what will happen if anything goes on at these parts of their body. Mm-hmm. So for those particular types of minors, I think those were the ones that particularly pierced my heart. Because mm-hmm. not only did you disorganize their psychology, you also mm-hmm. distorted their female anatomical system. Because they're so small. I know. Yeah. So imagine, imagine a 51-year-old man mm-hmm. having sexual intercourse with a two-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times. And that's where you realize that there's so much work as adults to be done. You know, before, when we were growing up, I knew this, there was this Igbo adage that said, a child is for the whole community, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm. But now it's not that way. I could actually see my neighbor's child strain and I won't say anything. Mm. But it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't it be that way. You see, if you see a, a young girl talking to a man in an untoward manner, you should be bold enough to you're not you're not doing it because you want to be called good or, or called perfect no you're doing it because you want to protect that girl child you want to protect that boy child not because you're trying to fault their parents or you're trying to show that you know more than them no it's just because you want to protect I remember a time out one a time I was going to work so I have a copper's lord not too far from my house and then I noticed a young girl coming into the copper's lodge and I asked the driver to please go back. She was in school uniform. Hey, but I picked up the boy. I said, oh yeah, we're going to Life Camp Police Station. And then it was like, oh no, that she's my friend. That I said, your friend, a teenager. What class are you in SS1? How, what are both of you discussing? Yes, he was a young boy. He was 21. He was a copper. So, of course, she was admiring the boy. The boy was admiring her. So for him, he didn't think he did anything wrong. 
and that's when I realized that taking him to police station wasn't really going to do anything for me because we were just going to go there, they will lock him up, and then he will still not have understood what he had done. Understand? They hadn't done anything. They hadn't. It's not like I had I caught them doing anything. They were in the process of beginning a relationship. Hmm. So that's the point. A lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of women don't even know who minors are. Anyway, that being said, so at least I think I've been able to communicate on who minors are exactly that is under a thing is a minor. There's no, there's no, no matter how developed she is, no matter how beautiful, no matter how attractive, a minor remains a minor. And then, I mean, there are telltale signs. And when you say, who are those that are at risk? You know, critical to note are, you know, children who have like some sort of disability. Yeah. It's sad to say, but lots of people want to prey on children who have disabilities. Um, I had, um, I still have that video on my phone, and you know, occasionally when I watch it, I'm happy now that the boy is okay. A boy who was deaf and dumb, and in the school where he was, his school father at the time was sexually assaulting him for a period of one month back to back and each time he came the the parents came on visiting day he couldn't express Mm -hmm. himself because the boy was right beside him Mm -hmm. the boy was right beside him this is not this is not male to female or female to male this is male to male now so the boy kept assaulting him and mind you he's deaf and dumb so he couldn't really communicate he was still learning he was developing his skills in that school and so when I wrote and I was asking him, I said, why didn't you talk? He said his parents were always too excited admiring the the senior boy, so to speak. So sometimes our children are trying to speak to us or the children or our wards, not just your biological children. There are so many children that look up to you, that want to tell you things. I've had patients come for malaria treatments, um, UTI, whatever, and it's in the course of taking history that you're able to find out that this child is sexually abused repeatedly. This child has been abused over the years. The person that brought them, maybe their mother, their father, their guardian, have no idea. So you always have, you, you really have to pay attention. Beyond being a physician, as an adult, pay attention. Look at those telltale signs. You know, lots of children are exposed. I saw someone write social cultural, yes? you know and then people from low socioeconomic class people that um um would i say you know like there's this thing about us and revering don't get me wrong but i'm a christian i believe in our pastors and all but there's this thing of revering men of god clergymen Um. over and above almost god himself so lots of children lots of especially female children i've had lots of female children sexually assaulted by clergymen and they are so afraid that they can't even tell their parents why because they feel their parents are going to tell them you're the one that the the, the demon has possessed you to want to pull the man of god down there was a particular yes a particular clergyman who had assaulted this girl took her for, he had been assaulting her, took her for three series, she had three abortions. So when they came, it was the course of the third one. It was as they came for 
you know, the fact that she, she had still been bleeding, that they brought her to the hospital. So her mom was like, she doesn't know what's wrong with her daughter's period and is not stopping, this, 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 that. So while I stand, and I was like, ah, this young girl, 13 year old, I said this girl is not supposed to be sexually active, you know. I started asking because I didn't, I hadn't even done a vaginal examination because she was bleeding. Mm. You know, so I didn't think of doing that. So I was just like, okay, what's causing? Uh, maybe her periods are starting. You know, I was just, you know, take. So I was like, okay, let me even do an ultrasound scan. <laughs> Lo and behold, they were retained products of conception in the uterus in her womb. Oh yes, and sadly, it was a clergyman i don't want to say whether which denomination whatever but the funny mm. thing was that when the man came for evaluation all he kept telling me was that he's sorry it was the devil now we're talking of a child at the, that has undergone termination of pregnancy three times she tried to speak to her at the age of 13 in the space of about two years this happened in Maraba and they brought them to the police hospital. And she she tried to speak with her mom. Her mom kept shouting, oh, I'm good, I'm finished, doctor, help me. She said, she always tried to tell her mom. Her mom would say, no, that the pastor said, I must bring you for deliverance. Oh, yes. I must bring you for deliverance. So, you know, so many of those type of things. We have, you know, people revering a certain kind of person so when your kids see that you hold this person you revere them you hold them high up they can't even open up to you let your children know that apart from you it is god You're, don't they shouldn't be afraid of anybody else no matter yeah. who's oxygen board they should tell you who it is somebody looked at me funny i need to know somebody to spoke to me rudely. i need to tell my mom you know and that's the only way you would know when something untoward has happened. There are yes. other children that have come to the hospital, male, you know, especially for male, male, uh, male, male children, the boy child. Many of their parents don't expect that they could be vulnerable. So they don't really educate them. They don't really build that confidence they should build. And that's why you have young boys in the house where an auntie comes over and they are sexually assaulting these boys and they don't speak up because they are not expected to they've never really talked to them they're always talking to their sisters true true and okay. that's a that's an important point when you stress because there's a lot of emphasis on the girl child mm -hmm. and most times yes the girls might be more vulnerable but if one in ten girls are abused at least one in twenty boys will be abused so you cannot ignore the boys you cannot ignore them you know, like last week I spoke about communication and that was really why, because I, you know, a child needs to feel free to be able to tell their parents, this is what is going on. How, you know, mm -hmm. what do we need to do to be able to engender that kind of trust that our child is able to tell us things? What do we need to do as parents, as adults, that they can come to us and say, this is going on, I need help. How do we need to work on that? Because really, it's the parents that okay. the parents at this point. The kids are the ones who are helpless, who are the innocent. What do we need to mm -hmm. do to improve our communication with you know with these children so they feel free to talk to us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's always easy. Everybody will say, "Oh, you need to build confidence in your children. Oh, you need to get close to them." It's not that easy. Children, they, there's a saying that says, "Practice what you preach," right? 
Mm-hmm. So children watch you closely. Mm-hmm. Children watch you very closely. They watch your reactions. You watch movies with your kids, don't you? I mean, even if not your biological children, you watch. There are times you watch movies with younger children. They are watching scenes. They are seeing how you react. I've had a child tell me we were watching. They were showing a boy and a girl kissing, and my mommy and my daddy were laughing. They didn't say anything. And so the day a boy came to kiss her, she kissed back. Even though they always say a boy should not touch you, let no boy touch your bum bum. Let no boy. They never told her let no boy kiss you. Oh, oh yes. So you just you know that the, the fact is we do we don't know what angle this will come from because everybody always thinks about about protecting the vagina, the anus. Yes, but as deep as fondling, touching. There's even verbal rape. I mean, talking to a little child in it. Even when you tell a, a small girl that uh, I'm going to marry you. You're my small husband. You're my little boyfriend. You're my small girlfriend. Mm. Those are inappropriate things. They shouldn't be heard. They shouldn't be seen around children. So when you begin to tell your kids, you sit them down, and you cannot overemphasize education. And that's why it's important that this message is passed across in the schools, in the churches, even in my church at the moment. I have gone there when I go to teach during junior Bible school. When you know, I'm, they expect me to talk about health education. Of course, that's the least of my worries because I know that parents know to teach their children to be hygienic. But yeah. education, we do not like to talk about it, or we just rush, don't, yes, don't people don't go deep into it. You need to tell them. They need to know the organs of their body. They need to know their private parts. So when they know it, they know what will happen. It's not don't don't let somebody touch you. Mm-mm, it's not touch. What does touch that mean? Not- what does touch mean? They need to know what touch what will touch. You're talking about a teenager that has already started developing feelings. Don't don't mm-hmm. forget that some people's um, um, at puberty, some people start their hormonal changes come much earlier than some of their other counterparts. So you need to sit down and educate that. Look, when you start developing breasts, when you start having pubic hair, when you start, these are the things that will happen. These are the so things you need to do. You start. So you start what? The that they always ask, from what age do you start to teach a child about his sexuality and his or her body about being aware? From what age do you start that education? Well, for me, I, I'm, I'm extra, Sha. I started at about age six for my daughter. That's my extra That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I would even say that people tell them things even a bit earlier. But then the, the, the main gist, at least between the ages of six and eight, they should start doing. Mm-hmm. I said I, think- I said she was about six, and then mm-hmm. also, well, that one is. It. Let me not say that one. That was a bit extra, cause then for the boys, because that you know, I I try to put it during our devotion okay. to make it easy for me. So as I'm talking, when I start talking here, then I now from reading, you want the promises, you want to enjoy life, you want to do this, so you kind of make them understand. Important. It's not. It's not a judgmental teaching. You know, I've heard people say, "Oh, if you do that, you will get pregnant. You will not go to school. You won't finish." Mm-mm. You will go to school. You will go to school. You will finish school. You will do this. But what I always say is, I do not want another person to have pleasure in something you don't have pleasure in. Mm. 
Hmm. So for me, you need to you need to hold that. You need to really hold on to that. I don't want hmm. you to have pleasure when I am not going to have pleasure. So I don't want you as a girl child or as a boy child for someone to use your body to gain pleasure and you will not. So and the only person you're going to have pleasure with is when it is consensual, when you both of you have agreed. So that way, we wait for when you are mature, not when you're yeah. a child. When you're a child. Please let me. Uh, if you have any questions, please. Do the question thing so I don't lose that. I think I've lost quite a few questions. And um, when we're talking to our children, it was just talk about, you know, they should know about their body and all. And it's also something I learned today, which, you know, really, which is so true. You should also tell them that, that they shouldn't touch anybody as well. Because, you know, they always say, oh, yes. no one should touch your bone. Because a lot of sexual abuse starts with them saying, oh, touch me. Oh, come and touch me. Come and do this. Mm-hmm. You know? And it starts that way for some, so many people. So we need to tell them that, look, there are boundaries. No one should touch you. Don't touch anybody. It's off limits. It's not allowed. So that talking is really, really, really important. They need to know that, look. And another thing we must remember, know that mm-hmm. kids, children are very adventurous. They are very but, curious. Yeah, and very, yeah, very adventurous. So when you engage them, you need to also know what is going on in their mind. You know, so don't, we, we can't shy away from it. Ask them, I, do you feel anyhow? Like I, I when my when my son first experienced wet dream, I wanted to know. Of course, initially I could enter the bathroom, but when I stopped being able to, I knew something. I started changing. You know, and I was like, okay, I need to. Ah, oh, mommy, you can't come into the bathroom. I said, well, I I'm not only coming in here as your mother. I'm coming here as your doctor, your sister, your best friend. Your I started calling all my titles, and then he started laughing. And then mm. we got talking, and I was like, okay, so how did he feel? What happened? So you need to know, you have to force them, because they're not going to be willing to be close, especially with the kind of, you know, generation that we are in right now. The kids are going basically with the speed of light. They are so fast. They are ahead of us. So you have to basically force yourself. And of course, once they see, like, they will know, oh, my mom is a funky mom, or my auntie is a funky auntie. They would express themselves so that that way nobody comes in between you and your children. I have two young women living with me. And the truth is one is in 200 level. Every heart as I know. Because I need, I don't want anybody to take advantage of you. Sex is such a beautiful thing as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. that it should be done between lovers for me, husband and wife or partners that are genuinely in love with each other. Not that somebody will take advantage of you because it will hurt you. So I don't want anybody to take advantage of these young ones. It's very important. Welcome. Hope you guys are here. I don't know what's going on. Are you guys here? Nolly, what's going on? Nolly, you're on here. We can't hear you. 
socioeconomic places now we're now having like that particular period it was now like yeah. oh um, some influential person's child some influential person's child so it wasn't a case of i mean they you won't say that their parents were not educating them in quotes but apparently mm. that was what it was for that particular i remember the ambassador very very well because the man and his wife were broken and it was like, oh, that we made to understand that Nigerians are wonderful people. So they allowed, they used to allow the steward and the nanny, and she was an only child. The nanny and everything, they were the ones, they were practically the parents of the child because they had had very um, warm and receptive. So they felt, you know, they entrusted their the only child, so to say, to these people. So that's the thing, you know, you, you just realize that sometimes you get carried away yeah we're very busy period we, we have we become so busy we become so caught up in our jobs our responsibilities but the truth mm-hmm. is that for every child why i won't talk about rape per se for older people is because i mean as an adult there's some level of responsibility you know let's not go into the dynamics of that one yeah but for yeah. minors a minor cannot protect themselves a minor is yeah. not the one paying school fees. A minor is not the one feeding themselves. So everything, if you have a house help, if you have a ward, take care of them. Not just your biological children. If you're not going to take care of another person's child, don't bring them. I've lived mm. with a particular child. Amati has lived with us for 12 years now. Yeah, over if you're not, if you're not going to take care of someone's child, don't let them be don't born with you. Don't treat them. Yes, don't treat don't them differently from your own biological children. Because the moment you do that, they become prey. Because outsiders are watching. The recent case I had, okay, that day I actually had two cases. That particular day, the man had been sleeping with his daughter for five years. This is a father. Yes, yeah. and all he kept telling me was, please. Um, doctor, I need your help because I want to. I'm supposed to go to Canada, if not for lockdown. Yes, if not for lockdown, if not for lockdown, that is meant to go to Canada. So he was not even thinking of his daughter that he had damaged her for life. And the girl wasn't planning to. The girl wasn't going to report. Or the girl wasn't planning to report. The reason the girl reported was because her father had scolded her and had sent her to go and buy a better recharge card or something. They live somewhere in Apple, and she had gone to get the recharge card. So as she got there, she was just whining. She was like, after everything, he'll still come and. So the boy standing with her, had it. Yes. Like a young a boy, and a stranger, and then there was a police post near them. And he was like, Please, well, I'm taking you to go and report. 14 year old girl, he had been raping her from when she was nine for five solid years. This one happened during the lockdown period. Hmm? 
you know. And um, <laughs> you know, I came to the house. And I remember, I remember that day he came. You know, I was you know holiday period. My parents had gone to work, and he came. And he was, he called. He was the house help. He called. He said, ah, me call that small girl, Choma. And she was like, Are you mad? Are you like, call who? And she insulted him. She insulted him. She she started heckling him in the compound. Look at this vampire. Looking for who? For Choma. And he never came to my house again to look for me. And she she felt she knew it was wrong. She had been educated. She felt yes. she was a folder. Some girls would think, ah, okay, or well, you bring money now. How much will you give? Let me go and call her. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to educate everybody around, even in our home. You cannot go and say, oh, okay, I'm walking down the road with my uh, with the child. And then entering one stranger's car, you know, with my other child. It is wrong. It's yeah. dangerous. So we need to educate everybody around us on the dangers that are out there. Like that same day, that um, particular father that wanted to go to Canada. Can you hear me? Yeah, very well. There was another incident. Another 14-year-old. So this particular one, it was their care caretaker in the compound that raped the girl. Yeah. A 51-year-old man. So what upset me was how her, you know, she wouldn't have been defiled. She wouldn't have been raped. So when I was examining her, I saw lots of scars on her body. Lots of, you know, like real scarification marks. So I was like, what happened to you? Is this what the, is this what the man did to you? She now said, no, that's her uncle and her auntie. And, you know, she was trembling. I was like, I don't understand. Because the uncle and auntie that brought her in quotes, of course, if someone has brought someone with a sexual offender, you'll be very happy that they are really looking after the child. Apparently, it was the way they were taking care of this girl treating her differently that made her vulnerable so she would walk to school she would they would give her 200 naira so the the caregiver the caretaker observed that this girl was vulnerable so you know you need you it's not between oh my own children my own biological children no as long as you have to take care of if you can't take care of them let them go back to their parents and so that man saw that gap and one day she was going to school he gave her money the second time he gave her money and then he asked her to come into his like his part of the compound the caretaker section and then he came in and she came in and one thing led to another and that's how so it was a case of this man is nice to me do you understand? Mm-hmm. As adults, we have a whole lot to do. You, it cannot be overemphasized. I cannot excuse any sexual offender, never. But parents, adults, guardians, you have a lot to do. You can't be having somebody in your house and they are uncomfortable. Once they are uncomfortable, they are prey for other people. That's the truth. If your child is not comfortable in your presence, if an adult, a, a, a child in your care is not comfortable in your presence, there's some way they are going to go and seek that comfort. And mm. anything that happens there, they don't have themselves to blame. You can't yeah. bring someone's child in your house and then one minute somebody somewhere is asking them, how are you? How do you? Ask that child in your house, that house help, that caregiver, that nanny, how are you today? Ask them. If not, somebody will take advantage of them. And when they take advantage of them, most times it will be sexually related. And then it will be sexual assault over and over. And then the truth about sexual intercourse is that once you start engaging in it, it becomes pleasurable. And that's why you can see a young girl sleeping with her father after a while she doesn't like it she doesn't want she doesn't know how to stop but she also 
doesn't you know it, it's a very complex i'm sure you've all heard of oedipus complex so it's a very it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's just it, it, it makes the whole mind it's, it, it, it's just a complex it's such a complex situation you hate it but you're liking it you're enjoying it you're still there you know you can't talk about it you're ashamed of it and that's it and then you start seeing those children they are withdrawn you see a child that used to be so fun loving they become withdrawn they become aggressive sometimes they become irritable. you know they are part of the, the whole pathophysiology of the whole thing alters the child's lifestyle a so child that is really yes. child isn't your child that likes to come out and talk is not coming out maybe during maybe something like family devotion maybe as you guys are talking the child is quiet sparing um staring into into thin air oh what's going on what happened don't when they say nothing that nothing probe that nothing so you're mm. sure that nothing really, really means nothing, you know? Then you see a child that used to be very, you know, agile and all over the place. The child is always sleeping. What's going on? Because sometimes when they are thinking deep, they are thinking deep from that, you know, very heart-wrenching thought process. They are mm. mentally drained and they mm. sleep. So any change you see should not be ignored. Any single change you see, don't assume that, oh, eh, this child is just, is puberty, is this, no? Ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Let them be like, ah, this is my mother, your own is too much. This is my father, your own is too much. Keep asking. Once you see a child deviating from their norm, of course, during um, puberty, as they attain adolescence, things, you know, they develop, they change. Yeah, you see some changes. Once a woman is a little girl is beginning to see she's changing. She's trying to also observe her body. She's seeing breasts are budding. So you know that they want to withdraw. That's valid. But aside that, when you start seeing other things, please do not ignore them. So now when we talk about prevention, for me, I would continue to emphasize that education cannot be over. It can never be overemphasized. I'd rather a child hears it on the TV, you know, from a proper informed person. Mm -hmm. They hear it in church. They hear it in the mosques. They hear it even in their lessons. Like if they have a lesson teacher, somehow in between the lesson, it should be talked about. Then of course they hear it from their parents or their guardians. I do not see, there's no there's no way you tell me ah is enough it's never enough because these <laughs> predators they are everywhere they are lurking around they are just looking for a prey any prey they see that is undiscerning they will take advantage of that person hmm what they say you have a need and they think you can and they say and they can they will grab it that, that particular that particular caregiver and he came with the i mean i evaluated him too so he came with the audacity of um they were not looking after her i was giving her money mm. i said you were giving a 14 year old girl money somebody you can give birth to someone that can even be your grandchild if possible mm. so mm. i think i don't know if there's any other thing i'm supposed to talk about i think i think is the blame game you know, a lot of people are afraid, oh, if I tell 
if I if I talk about if I report also another issue apart from the blame game is that people are afraid to say no. Like if you know most children are a bit subdued. Like they go they like okay, they respect the man of God, they respect the older person. How do we teach our kids to be you know more assertive? So if somebody does try to do something funny, you can actually say no, you can't do that and you know and get help. One thing that we can tell our children to get them more assertive and like, this is not allowed. Apart from it, you know the you know the the obvious, which is trying to educate them and tell them this is wrong. What more can we do? So they know that look, you can what the adult is doing is wrong and you can't report, you can't seek help, you can't talk to me. What do we do? How do we get into them how you you want the children to be able to tell the adult this thing you're doing is wrong, right? Yes, it's wrong. Yes. yes. It's also by equipping them by what you've told them. They need to know that because some adults will tell those children, ah, if you if you don't do it, I'll I'll tell your mother and your mother will beat you. Mm. Okay. Do you understand? So once yes. you build confidence in that child, once you build confidence in that child, they'll be able to tell the adults, Oh no, I'm not coming to you. We've had young girls where adults have pulled them, tried to drag them, and they've taken off. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're not afraid. Yeah, it's just, you just what, need to tell them. You know, but what professional is really is to talk to these children, educate, educate them, talk to educate them, them. Educate and you know, you educate, educate them in love. You know, and let them know that if a man is making moves at you, he has nothing to do with you. It's not about your body. It's not about your dressing. It's not because you wore, some people say, wow, your, your daughter's legs are um, her legs are showing or her this it's not because you did any of those things it's because that. that person is sick so you already let them know that that person is sick and that person needs help the person might even go to so you have nothing to do with you know the okay, way the police take up rape cases even though the parents or caregiver do not want to pursue like the case of a man of a woman who is still old Oh, I, I want my marriage. I don't want to report. Can the police decide to take it up and prosecute? Yes, yes because it's a, a, a it's a crime against the state. Before, you know, we didn't really know our rights, but now we know our rights. As long as that child has entered the hospital that I've seen with my eyes, even if I didn't see and I heard, I chase after the case. We'll you yes. take it up. So by then you tell them, you also, you also tell the parents you're charging them for the Child Neglect Act. They become mm. GD. They also don't want to go to jail because they neglected their child or their ward. Mm. So that way, you'll see. Sister Pierre is um, she's contributing. She said that we need to build confidence in our children, which is true, which is what Dr. Monia has said. Very important. And we need to be their friends. They can open up to us. Very important. We need to educate them. We need to protect them. And it's not just your child, like you said. It's even the child in your neighborhood. Even though something happened, but somebody saw a girl in her estate who was standing near a 21 year old, it's a young girl of like 14. And she went to. Not a uh, girl in her house, a neighbor's child. I should not come, but she went to report her that I'm always seeing that girl with that boy behind the house. I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. I was having that the boy was trying to make some moves with that girl. And she was she was a minor. She was 14. She had no business, you know, having any, any kind of intercourse or anything. So, you know, we need to look out not only for our own children, but other children around us. You know, and we need to show our children respect. So that's important. Back your words with action. Let them know that you can actually talk to them and they will take it up. Somebody is asking, who can they report to from the police? I think NAPTIP is there. I think they're doing it. NAPTIP, Then we also have, um, there's the, the rape. I have their number, like the FCTA, um, Sexual and Gender-Based Violence Office. 
somewhere in agriculture, I think. I don't know if their office is still there because they wanted to move at some point. So you have, and then there are lots of NGOs that there's Dorothy in Jemaze Foundation. I think that's the NGO that comes with the most um, rape victims to our, to our hospital. So we have that. We have another one. I can't really remember. There are lots of people that support. Yeah, because I mean, some people don't know who to talk to. I mean, even before this, there's a call I'm going to make after this um, live program because someone, you know, just sent me a message from someone in Lagos. Someone had been sexually assaulting her and he took pictures of her and he's threatening that he's going to, you know, if she don't, if she decides to stop. That's something else that we need to mention to our children. Am I saying no one should touch you? No one should take your pictures. No stranger should take no your one, pictures. Even if, even, even if they succeed in taking your pictures, don't let anybody blackmail you because yeah. maybe you could have been in a locker room and someone got there and maybe mischievously took a picture of you. Don't let anybody blackmail you. You know, you have to teach them to be bold and let your kids also know that you can fight. Fight in the sense that you will come all out for them. Yeah. You will to let them know that you have their back. Because if they, they are not sure that if something happens, you will come out, they will dwindle. Okay, I you also such cases. Yes, your parents, we have to be bold. I think that this is where they can trust us, and we will fight for them, and we will just go. Even small, and it's just in small things. You're trying to report a small thing in the house, and you'll be like, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did this, and mm-hmm. uh, don't worry. Those mm-hmm. small things, they will take those small things. When a big thing comes, they won't tell you do anything about it, so they won't bother telling you. Mm-hmm. They know that mommy has my back, mommy will do something. Mommy will rise up and ask questions and say, ah, what's going on? I, I think the scariest part for me and for many is that it could even happen in your home. People that you yes. know. Uncle, yes. And people, house health, uncle, auntie, brother. It's crazy. It is so crazy. So you need to be vigilant that it can happen right under your nose. You can be upstairs in the house and something is going on downstairs. But you experience, you can't be everywhere. So you need to tell them, this is not a, this is not acceptable. If this happens or anyone tries this, you can come to me and I will do something about it. I think that's really the main thing, right? Yeah, you just have to form that bond. That bond is something, it's not in one day. It's not a one-day thing. They say room model built in a day. So it's not something that you're going to, and it's not what you do with them so much like i don't know is arrogance the word to use or i don't even know what which word to use now but it's something that you just constantly consistently you mm. keep it don't get tired don't get weary just take yeah. it that this is my responsibility if i don't do it for this child you're the one that brought that child into the world even if mm. it's not your biological child even if it's a child you adopted even if it's your neighbor's child even if just imagine that as a, as, a, as an adult, if you don't take that responsibility, that cycle mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one other thing that I must mention here is that most sexual offenders were abused. Yes, very important. I was going to say that that most people most sexual people are offenders were abused. Abuse. So if we if we want to cut that chain, not just because we want to protect our own, we need to stop that cycle. We need to help them. And no, it's when you stay with the because for me, I also have to the, the sexual offenders basically become my own patients. Because by the time they are jailed or maybe they are in police custody, when they fall ill, they are still going to bring me bring them for treatment. And of course, I've taken an oath, and that oath is supreme to me. So there's there's no way I'm going to treat him at that time as an offender. I don't know if you get my point. 
Even though as a student, I saw him as an offender, I wanted him castrated and straight to jail. Because for me, I wish that could be the law. Not just imprisonment, not just 14 years imprisonment. For me, it's not enough. So that that pleasure that you put on ever again. Someone stressed something. Just, just said something. If I took that they said that, and in the first session that stopped, they said it. Abuse is not only girls. A lot of us are crazy about protecting ourselves. Protect your boys. Girls and boys can be abused. And the abuse, like, like she just said, they end up abusing as well. The cycle continues. So protect your boy. I don't think it's okay. Boys should not be taught. Someone said a very horrible story about how his auntie came to the house to look after them. Two days. That two days, she was sleeping with him. He was a young boy. And he didn't tell his mother. And that two days, she ended up staying for one week, raping this boy. It continued, and not, nothing was done. And he was laughing about that. It was upsetting because he just thought that I'm a guy now. Sexually abused, you won't have known. She was like, ah, How? I was because she was always all over the place, and I was the I'm the last, so I was the only one in the house. You know, the gap between me and my older one, so I was more like an only child. So the house was very big then now. So there was, you know, how those Ikoi houses were, there was guest house, there was all those big houses. So they used to call our house Ungwa Embassy. We had some people, NYSC, law school, um, <laughs> preparing for calls to bar people. As long as you could so speak Ungwa, daddy and mommy would let you come and live with us. Yes, I'm glad because I'm, I'm sure I can never be stranded in any part of the world that any of those people went to our houses. <laughs> but I remember that the one of them, that one was in law school. Out of everybody that did law school, out of all the million and one relatives that, some were not even related to us, that did law school, only him had the receipts. And when I think back, yes, when I think back, I remember that he used to look at me somehow. He's a lawyer, a lawyer now. Yes, is the is the police in me now that has remembered and you know cast my mind. Yes, mm. I remember that too. But there was never any opportunity because in fairness to my mom, even though we had like a mad crowd, I was her handbag because I guess I was the only child in the house at the time. But maybe if circumstance, and my mom was a teacher, so she used to close early from King's College. By two, she has finished her classes now. She'll be back home. So mm. assuming I used to come back home earlier than her, I'm not sure what could have happened. Mm. when i think about it now when I, every time i remember that man he was really wonder why did, why was he the one that had receipts other people came they everything they needed in that house was there there was food there was everything why, were did, he was why did he have a receipt i know i'm not supposed to judge anybody but when i think of it i'm like the way he used to look and wow. we had a, a house cell that lived with us so i feel he was not psychologically balanced there was something wrong Yes, there may have been something wrong. So when I think of the fact that and the people that usually do these things are people that are not psychologically balanced. Because you can't be psychologically balanced and be attracted I'm, to each other. Sleeping with a child. Sleeping with a child. You know, and yeah. what about, you know, um like you said, the abuse abuse. I found out this incredible statistic. Sixty more than half of the abuse are also young people under 18 as well who have been abused they, they, something have been done, they do it to, to other people so even cousins even their classmates 
Don't be <laughs> old man. So my kids come to my house and they enter the room, open the door. I don't want any doors closed. I don't want to sleep over. Some person will sleep over. I agree. For the for the most part, we do sleep overs. Even if they're sleep over, you really had the case of a boy that impregnated his sister. Oh. So you need to educate your children. That's why I said these hormones, they rage, they come. They need to know what it's about. You have to mm. let them, you have to mm. teach them also suppress it. Because for me, sexual intercourse should not be done except an adult is ready. And for me, I preach to my children, it is for husband and wife. That I'm one is story for another If you can make it into husband and wife, stop it as girlfriendhood. I'm not judging anybody. That one is not my business. But that is what I stand for. As my preaching. And for me, it has to be that you are a consenting adult. Mm. Yes. So, so if they don't in that one. Once someone is a minor, that's why I told you that man that came and said that the girl was liking him. There's no like a 16-year-old girl. She can, there's no liking you there. As you and her, as you've taken advantage of her, just know that it's jail you're going to. And, oh. and there are some correct um, judges I meet in court and, you know, you can see the passion. They see when I'm talking with passion. The truth is, oh. I don't see any reason why a sexual offender should go unpunished. Generation, 
but we need to open up, we need to talk about it, we need to protect our children, we need to make sure that they can talk to us, they can be open with us. We need to teach them about their bodies, teach them about their boundaries. Do not touch anybody, nobody should touch you. Some things are off limits. Some things are totally off limits. They should not kiss, do whatever. Let them know they can open up to you. And not say, hey, she will kill me if I you know, once she finds out that someone touched my breast. No. It's not that you'll be able to say, okay, what's going on? And then you take action. We need, they need action parents who will fight for them and who will actually get something done. And it starts from the little things that they see you do. The little actions, paying attention to them when they talk to you. Do they see that? Do they think they can trust you as their mom or their dad? Or it's only just to shout and beat? No. It is not that they can actually be that. Let's educate our children. Let's talk to them. Let's um, also um, be open about our own experiences as well because we could train them a lot by what we tell them, our own stories. Let's teach them. And then those who have you know, been already been abused, God forbid, a child is abused, they come and tell you, no, yeah, what do we do? How do we help this kind of children, these minors who have already been abused? Let's say a house help comes to your house and opens up to you and says, look, auntie, they were doing this to me in the village. I can't even find the person again, but it's affecting me. Ten years later, I'm still having nightmares. How will you help that kind of person? What can you do? Yeah, we, we do psychotherapy. Psychotherapy. That's, we do psychotherapy. And then, of course, if it's an acute incident, you start with, you don't want the child to be pregnant. Mm. So that's one thing, yes. We always make sure. I'm not even asking when was your last period. Before I start that one, I've already given you, if it was like in the first 72 hours, I've already given you emergency contraceptives. And then, of course, because I'm always happy when I see the case. It's not like I'm happy seeing the case, but I'm happy when that case is fresh, when it's like 72 hours. Because I don't want you to get an infection, particularly HIV, and get pregnant. And then, of course, we start with psychotherapy. There are some people that we've still been, I mean, two, three, four years, we've not even reached anywhere. They are still okay. shaking. Once they call, so as they are coming in, and they are reaching area one roundabout, they are already, you know, shaking. Then the policeman is bringing them out, the policewoman, as the case may be. They are already traumatized. Then they are coming for those sessions, for those of them that, you know, come. Some of them, we lose contact, you know, because we don't really have... It's not a very structured system, but now we're trying to make it structured because we're about because we're about to start it as a proper sexual assault referral center. Okay, that's with, with that it makes it a lot easier. The clinical psychologist is in house, so it's not just the burden on just the um, medical doctors alone. So that clinical psychology is just dedicated to them and them alone. Because the truth is, the psychological trauma on those people, mm. you need to see, you need to see, you can imagine where you're taking history from a rape victim or from a defilement victim and you're talking to them and then they, they are laughing. Mm. And you're like, why are you laughing? And when they laugh, I have to laugh with them. When they cry, I have to cry with them. Because if you don't operate on the same page, if you if you don't come down to their level or go up to their level as the case may be, they won't open up. Because you oh. want to know every single thing. Because it's what you know that you can use to help them. That's so when start, some of them will start laughing, some will start blaming themselves. Some you know yeah. there, there are so many. So you know when I hear people say, "Why are you just talking?" They raped her. Why is she just talking? Please don't ever judge a rape victim. I beg you in the name of God. Because when you're with them, don't just allow them. If some of them take two days to even give their their there's one that she was starting, she stopped. It was a case of every one one hour. I take my daughter. 
Of course, I had to close now. I said, I will leave you to sleep. I sedated her because she was traumatized. You know why? The person that raped her was someone she wanted to get married to. Wow. Yes. Wow. So it was, you. I mean, I mean we've seen all sorts. I mean, you, 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 some people tell you, ah, is that one rape again? She didn't want to marry. You know, you hear, you, and I, I don't, I, I know when we saw this, the case of, um, who were in Edo State, you, I, I'm sure you read some of the comments. Mm. How people were talking to people. Were, so it shows you that we're in a society where some people don't even understand what rape is. Why did you go? To, why did you go to a church to read? Why were you reading alone? Why were you? Why was nobody there? It has nothing to do with the victim. It has everything to do with the offender. It has everything to do with that person that did it. It has nothing to do with the child. It has nothing to do with. Well, if no matter what you were wearing, if they say they are talking now, allow them. If they say they don't want to talk, allow them. Because allow what them. they are going through is not what anybody wants to go through. Yes, acknowledge what they are going through and say yes. You know, allow them. Just help them. It's something that we don't want to ever happen to us or people that we love. But the truth is, there are lots of people, even as you and I are speaking now. Someone is probably being raped. Someone being raped. That's the truth. That's the sad reality. And people on that report, because we've had. I mean, when when I was a core member, when I was, I remember one case we had, and then uh, the police lady. Then it wasn't people hadn't been, you know, this educated. Then she was like, "Hey, doctor, just imagine." She was already judging. And she didn't know better, so I now sat her down. Then I didn't. I wasn't even this passionate about gender because I didn't really know so much myself. But I was just like, "Madam, why are you blaming this girl? Why are you blaming her?" Say, "Hey, now see what she's even wearing." Hey, this one. When I sat her down and I explained to her, you know, the little I knew at the time, she felt very bad. And so people only react based on the amount what of knowledge they have. Yeah, so as long as awareness is not being created in the public domain, most guys feel uh, most people have been raped. So what's the big deal? What's the big deal? We we just need to raise our male male children, raise them well to know. And that That word that raise raise the male children, raise them well. There's no, I'm trying so hard. It's not easy because... For some reason, I don't know why Nigerian boys just feel they were wired differently. No, you rewire them. No. Let them, they are the same. You do no this, what you do. So that way, they to respect. For me, is is the sanctity of human life. Because you can actually be raping someone and they give up the ghost. That's the truth. Because you don't know what they are going through, you don't know their their history, you don't know anything about them. So if you value if you if you value human life, how how precious human life is, you will not take advantage of another life because rape alters a woman for life, except maybe by the grace of God, proper therapy, proper therapy, and all that. So it's a very you don't want to talk about infections at risk. You start treating, 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 and then especially these days that there's a lot of gang rape. So you don't even oh, let's not even go into those details. Let's not go there. You know, rape affects you on all every level. It affects you mentally, spiritually. Even me that I examine them. Even me that I examine them. I know how I feel. You know, like after I finish taking history, especially for very traumatic young women. When I finish taking history, I just sit down and I'm thinking, 
and I'll be asking myself, so this young girl now was exposed. Okay, let me give you an instance. There's a, a retired man, retired general, apparently, in that same Apo. Apo is one of the places I have. Apo, Apo, Durumi, Apo, Durumi, Waritu. I'm telling you. So, the man, they had just moved into their neighborhood. Correct man, correct wife. There are some charlatans around there, raped his wife. He saw their faces. She saw their faces. And then he comes to me, says, Doctor, I don't want this case. I just want them arrested because they're criminals. But my, I, I can't deal with my wife going to court. So you see, it, it, it's, it's not as easy as, oh, they raped somebody, let's go to court. You also have to work on the psychology of the relatives of even... The woman wanted justice, but her husband was thinking of his status. He was retired though, but he was thinking of who he was. How do we carry this case? Um, it took me almost... No, almost a year before the man... This case must be... I beg you in the name of God. These people can't go spot free. I beg you. I beg you. It was like his and his children, because the children didn't know their mom was raped. I said, God will help us. We will do this counseling. We will continue until you know they were ready. Because the truth is, you can't force patient. You can't you can't really force people at that level when he has the the woman is not a minor. The man is her husband. They have to also operate on the same page. So. I mean, the dynamics of rape, defilement is not what you need to go into. So we need to oh. stop. We need this fight. This, this let it not just be a rape of the moment. It's something that we just have to continue until we, to we, continue. Change, we change it. We need to change it. We need to rewire. And like, you know, someone is just sharing a story of a, a neighbor that was been defiled in the house of defiled by her madam. <laughs> you know, so it goes anyway too. The madam was touching her, and um. Things are happening, so we need to be, we need to rewire, we need to change our you know our mindset, we need to raise our voice differently. You know, I'm happy with what's going on now with all the talk about you know how we as parents can raise our children. There's no focus on oh only the girls, the girls and the boys to respect humanity, to respect boundaries, not be entitled. It's her body, not your own. You can't do that. You can't talk. You can't. You can't have what you, what you can't have. You know. So we need to teach these lessons from when they are really young on how they need to behave. And we need to model the right behavior. So how do they see us behave as adults? How how do we ourselves behave? You know. So it's, it's um. There's a lot and you, you, you teach children self-control on time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, even yeah. with food. Even with food. You teach mm. a child self-control. It's not everything that is in the fridge that they just open. I want this, I want that. No. Mm-hmm. You teach them. So that same way, if you want a girl and the girl says, I don't want you, you go. I'm still on your own. Don't, don't take advantage of her because she came to your house or because, because she's in your territory. No. Leave her. What's the another, another thing, I don't know if you saw this joke. You know, it was for me. I was I I was a bit sensitive to it because I was like, I hope people are not making fun of this whole thing. Someone sent a post to me say, ah, Madam Doctor, please do also tell this to your patients and your victims. It's not now that they will come and be making noise that someone raped them. They should be sure they should not call someone that did not rape them and say they raped them. But there are false accusations. It's true. People have, I'm sure someone have confessed to you. It's, it's rare, but it happens. It's rare. For me, I'll say it's rare. 
is rare because before a girl opens her mouth in fact for me maybe i'm biased maybe because i've seen too many rape cases that before well maybe all the ones i've seen i think i've only well, seen yeah i've only seen one fake one that one was because her boyfriend was moving on Mm. And she knew, and she knew that that would be the only way to try to tie him down. But of course, by the time we listened to her case, everything we knew that it was, and eventually well, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, <laughs> that's, that's the difference in Nigeria. I would say it's rare because there's a culture. For example, people report she needs to be extra, extra brave in the first place. So maybe exactly. abroad, but a bit more. But here, I don't no. think anyone. Because even the ones that you see a girl sitting down, they raped her, she's still there. She's not t- telling you anything about it. Or you're asking her, she's not answering. So I'm how sure we've explained that question. Yeah. How limitation concerning reporting rape cases? Is there any time that is that you cannot report and nothing can be done in terms of then Evidence can only really be gathered in the first few hours. Yes, that, very cool. oh. At most, 72 hours, you can't really get any other thing. So you're relying basically on the history. Oh. And most times, people report late. So are you going to say, because like that, this particular one now that we got judgment that by Justice Otaluka, I can announce that woman's name everywhere in the world because as in she she knew there was a point when i was talking and she couldn't hear me and you know because i talk fast you're like doctor i'm writing <laughs> that's what you're doing so i slowed down and then i started again by saying yes my lord i'm writing and then you know she went on and on. so i i realized that she was listening to every single thing i think and then the the defense counsel was like but you're not a gynecologist i said well to the best of my knowledge i know that every medical doctor went through medical school did obstetrics and gynecology did human anatomy did physiology so if you cannot examine the female anatomical system the female reproductive tract then you don't have any business even even holding mpbs certificates and the guy now you know because that particular case it was a lesson teacher sexually abusing an eight-year-old mm. lovely beautiful girl beautiful girl oh. eight year. so, yes eight-year-old in a very prominent school he's in a prominent oh another thing the teacher the school tried to hide him yeah. because of their image yeah they may but if i call them of the school i'm sure some people's kids are even there and then I, I told the woman i told the owner of the school i said madam it has nothing to do with your school it has nothing to do with you anybody that is sensible will know that it has everything to do with the man it's not you yeah, would you to bring a sexual offender to come and be teaching you won't know that's why i say we must do psychiatric evaluation but as it stands now we're not able to do it every way um, that's really, that's really all of life, law enforcement, everywhere. You need to do psych- psychiatric evaluation. If you, do, you can never know. You won't do it. Well, 
the thing I was thinking about, you know, as, as we talk to our children, we used to tell them some of the things to look out for. Someone that tells you to not tell your mom and dad, oh, it's our secrets. If you tell them, you will die. I know someone that was abusing a seven-year-old and told her, if you tell anybody, I will do it to your baby brother. And that was mm-hmm. the fear that, that allowed her to continue. So you need to tell, you know, anyone that tells you, I will come and tell me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's so much we need to discuss with our children. It's heartbreaking, but we have to have. We cannot shy away from it. We have to have this discussions. Yeah, yeah. We, we really do. Oh my God, it's it's right. been. Um, hmm. Do we have any questions, brother? Doctor Maya has to go. She's been. She's been fantastic. Um, I appreciate all she does. She's very busy. She's a very busy physician. Uh, and um, but this is something we can't take though. We need to keep on. So we need to have the discussion again and again. So we remember. Let's not forget. After we hit the price for you know, you know, you know, for over have stopped. No, we must continue talking about these things. We must continue having these discussions with that. It's not a one-time thing. You know, that you call your child one day and say, "Oh, let's talk about." This. No, it's a continuous thing. You ask them questions every now and then. What's going on? What happened in school? You're acting funny. It's a continuous discussion with your children, one on one. Don't call it like a group of six or ten. Check your children's phones, oh. Check their phones. Check. Children are adventurous. Check their phones. Check their phones. Hmm. Invade their privacy. Don't don't do like oh I trust you. They won't lie. Invade their privacy. Do it like your your playing a game like hide and seek do it as oh mommy why why are you opening my phone mom ah, you were mommy you picked up my password i'm sorry but i shall want to see what is why? going on there. thank you any final words we're going to sign off thank you for everyone that signed in um, I I any final words before we let you go well thank you very much and you know let everybody know that this is a role that everyone has to play. It's not. It's not. It's not for just doctors. It's not for just lawyers. It's not for just the police. Every single one of us that is an adult has to be involved. And like we said, look out for. Wando said, "I'm not even giving phone now. You will still give phone. You will still give phone. Eventually, you give that phone now. You still give phone." most importantly i will always say parenting is not something anybody has done before it's something it's a journey that you're learning whether your own biological children your sister's children your brother's children is something that all all of us why in the school of parenting i've not i've not been a parent before i've not been a parent to this particular child before it's like that we're all learning and so as we continue in this journey most importantly you seek help from god you seek guidance from god there's mm-hmm. no way you can do it without god and i believe that god will help each and every one of us as we remain vigilant amen, amen. parents thank you thank, thank you everyone and i also pray for healing for all those who have been affected by any kind of abuse god will heal you let's protect those who are vulnerable in our society so that they won't have to go through the same thing thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for your time and i'll see you again soon thank you dr noye good night thank you very much good night bye taxes due staff salaries bank account